Welcome to episode 65 of the Travel and Adventure Photography School podcast. As always, I'm your host, Robert Massey. Thank you so much for listening today. I truly am stoked that you are taking some time to improve your photography and your outdoor education skills. This podcast is part of the educational arm of my photography business, Robert Massey Photography. We focus on crafting beautiful images in the great outdoors and sell a variety of prints of mountains, mountaintops, lakes, Calgary, and places beyond. You can check out all the photos we have available on robertmasseyphotography.ca alongside the show notes for this episode. Now, let's get on with the show. So, this is a bit of a different episode of the podcast today. I had something else entirely different planned for this one, but I'm switching things up after the adventure I had three hours before recording this. I am sitting here tired and exhausted and sweaty and just all sorts of achy and everything else after this adventure that I literally got home from three hours ago. So I want to reflect on that and kind of use this experience to cover why and how to be prepared for being in the mountains and being out adventuring. We made a lot of little mistakes in our adventure today that led to a much longer trip than it should have been for a hike that we have done before. So I want to talk about our mistakes and help you use those to prepare for your next trip outdoors. Because I say it a lot on here, you need to be prepared and that your safety is the number one priority. So I'm going to use this adventure to talk about some of the things we could have done much better to help you do things better the next time you're outdoors and adventuring. All right, that being said, here's a little on the adventure I had today. So I went for what should have been a nice leisurely hike with my brother-in-law on Sunday, the day I'm recording this for release on Monday, April 26th. We picked a route that had been relatively dry, one we had done before, and that would take us about three and a half hours. All in all, it should have been a great morning in the mountains. But this nice leisurely hike turned into a seven and a half hour arduous, snow-stomping, post-holing slog up some treacherous terrain and back down it again. It was anything but the fun, easy day we were looking for in the mountains. And there were definitely a few things we could have done better to avoid this happening. The first mistake we made, not checking the weather. Both my brother-in-law and I know better than this. He has spent probably quadruple the hours in the mountains I have, if not more. And I've spent enough time to know to always check the weather. And not just for the area around where you are going, but for the top of the mountain you are going to as well. We didn't do this. I vaguely knew there was a chance of snow. But that's about it. No, not just a chance, apparently. There was a winter storm warning for the area. And yes, in the spring, in Alberta, we get winter storm warnings. It's fantastic. They said to expect about 40 centimeters of snow over about six hours. This wasn't some gentle storm, but a full-on rager at points. And when we drove into it, and the roads were a mess and the snow was coming down, we probably should have stopped and done some recon or research before heading out. But we didn't. We've hiked lots in the snow and just jumped out of our vehicles and kept going. So, I've said this a lot before and didn't take my own advice this time. Always check the weather for the bottom and the top of the mountain before heading out the door of your house and before hitting the trail itself. 
make sure you are ready for and comfortable with the weather that you could encounter as you are going along. Now, mistake number two happened right after this. We made assumptions. I had been to the base of the mountain we were climbing a few weeks before, and the mountain itself looked pretty dry. Some patches of snow, but up to the false summit, things seemed pretty clean. You can't see past the false summit from where I was, but up to that point, it looked great. And up to the false summit is the chunk of most of the difficult part of the route. So I figured if that looks amazing, the rest of it won't be too bad. So when my brother-in-law suggested that spot, I told him what I'd seen and we went with that. Oh man, was that a bad idea. We made a terrible mistake and assumed that what I had seen a full 16 days earlier would still be the same, if not even better. It wasn't. Not even close. The snow had really come down over the last few weeks and the route was totally covered. But it wasn't so bad we needed to turn back. We had micro spikes and things seemed like they'd be okay. There was no post holing or any other problems. So yeah, it seemed like a pretty good chance for a winter hike. But alas, that also changed quickly. But not until after a difficult point that left us with no good options for turning back. You see... The route we were on was a scrambler's route that leads to a mountaintop that connects to two other mountaintops, and then you hike down the far side of what is basically a horseshoe shape. So, once we went up the scrambler's route, we wouldn't have to go back down it again, which is fantastic in the winter. Because down climbing in the winter is a horrible process and not something entertaining to do. For those of you who don't know, scrambling involves a bit of hands-on rocks, some climbing, some more difficult sections. It really depends on what type of scramble you're going into, but on this route in particular, it's mostly just a lot of hands-on rock and some slight bits of free climbing, but not really a lot. Typically, scramblers routes don't make great winter routes, but because there was very little snow until after the crux of the route, we kept going. And... Once you go past the crux, turning back becomes a complicated and dangerous task, which with no snow past the crux, like we assumed there wasn't, this isn't a problem. You just finish the loop and head down the hiker's trail on the other side. We even commented that it was great we didn't need to do any post holing. Also, for those of you who don't know, post holing is when you step into the snow and sink to your knee or even deeper. Now, when we made this comment, we had just finished the crux of the route and like I said it becomes way more dangerous to go back down over that crux to try and get back out of it especially in the winter when it's icy and things like that are going on but it seemed great so we just kind of kept walking up through the snow there was no post holing you know that ended quickly actually not less than 10 seconds after we made that no post holing comment I post hold and then again a few steps later and this was a preview of how most of the rest of our hike was going to go post holing for the next five-ish kilometers while also climbing another 400 meters and then going down about 1200 meters. We post-holed and slid on deep snow and slid on rocks and all in all just were not enjoying the slog. But turning back at this point likely would have been more dangerous for us, so we pressed on. Where we ran into a problem here was making assumptions. Making assumptions about the state of the mountain and the route got us into a slog of a hike and a bit of trouble that could have ended very badly. Thankfully, so thankfully, we got down and out safely with seemingly just a few bruises, some very sore muscles, and a sunburn. This was incredibly lucky as this day could quickly have gone sideways. 
It's vital as you adventure not to make assumptions about routes and do your research in advance to know how the path is looking. And to turn back if you have the inkling of trouble, which we kind of did, but dismissed because we were assuming what the route looked like. So don't make assumptions about the route you want to do, especially in the spring and fall in the mountains. There can be a ton of snow up there still, even if it's sunny and nice and happy and beautiful and not a lot of snow at the base. The top can have a five-foot snow layer still up there and turn your hike into a pretty dangerous situation. Now, mistake number three in this hike is on me. I was hoping to reduce the load in my pack for this fun hike that we were doing, and being that I'd done this before, I knew that I wouldn't need more than a liter of water in my bag. So that's what I brought. I desperately needed more on this hike. I should have had two liters with me as a just-in-case reservoir. Post-holding for as long as we did and going for as long as we did meant I needed more water, but I didn't have it with me. The second thing I left behind was a painkiller of some form. My muscles cramped bad. And walking at certain points just became very hard. A painkiller would have helped me get out of this hike a bit quicker and in better shape. But I left the bottle in the truck, taking it out of my backpack to find something and not putting it back in. The final thing I made a mistake about in planning was forgetting that the sun still burns even when the snow falls. I didn't put on sunscreen and my face, my only exposed skin, burned. And it's paying for it. I was underprepared today. And it cost me. I am hurting now and slowly sipping on some water. But I could have been better off now if I'd done my due diligence and double-checked I had everything I needed. So make sure you always double-check what you need and why you need it and don't make those assumptions that it's better not to carry that little bit of extra water. Really could have used it today. So always make sure your bag is packed properly. And finally, mistake number four, which can super easily turn deadly. Thankfully, it didn't this time. But it's root and summit fever, which was our fourth mistake. We set out from Calgary to do this route. And then the snow started falling, but we ignored that, thinking we've done a lot of winter hiking together. Then we saw the snow getting a bit deeper, but we ignored that as well, assuming the trail would be fine. Then my water reserves were not very high, but because I'd done this trek before, I thought I'd be okay and just kept going. And finally, in the crux of the route, we went from simple scrambling to full-on alpine mountaineering. I am not a mountaineer never have been, may not ever be. But we did this, and we kept pushing through the challenge. We got focused on making it through this rather than being smart about it and turning around. The whole thing should have taken three and a half hours. By the time we finished the crux, it had already been three and a half hours. We should have noticed our time and turned for home just before the crux. Instead, we pushed on. This is one of the most common problems in adventuring people pushing past obvious warning signs. This wasn't a macho thing or anything like that, just two people thinking about their goal and objective. So be cognizant of what you are doing and why, and how in these situations as well. Don't get focused on the end goal so much that you may not live to make it there or home again. This is massive advice and something that could save your life. So be willing to turn back and be cognizant of when you need to decide that. Now, thankfully on this hike, my brother-in-law was there. No way would I have done this on my own, but he is incredibly skilled and understands routes and risks. Together, we've done a lot of things, so I felt confident with him there. We've both been in the mountains a lot and know what to do when things go sideways, which is always possible. But this was one of those times where we should have communicated more with each other. So, why does this matter to you? Well, 
Firstly, I'm hoping you learn from my mistakes. I got home safely, but I just as easily could have been flown to a hospital on this trip. So take these mistakes and learn from them before your next mountain adventure. Secondly, I partly needed to reflect on the day. So thanks for being a part of that with me. It's great. I hope you can take something out of these experiences I had today, grow from it, and learn from it yourself. If you've got your own stories of misadventure, please share them with me. I'd love to hear them and love to chat with you about them. You can find me on Instagram at Robert Massey Photography, and you can find the show notes for this episode alongside all the great prints and everything else that we create at robertmasseyphotography.ca. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. I know today wasn't about photography directly, but it was about what you need to think of when you were in the mountains and the outdoors exploring and creating. I know way too frequently I get really focused on the creating aspect and not necessarily on the safety aspect or the other things that need to be thought of. So I hope you are able to take something from this episode and I really thank you for listening through here and helping me reflect on it. Now go do your research and then get on out there. Let's adventure. Bye for now.